You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Undercard. The Undercard brings you the best in hand combat sports. Featuring major interviews, current events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company, Podcast and Church Studios, and is produced by Rochelle Whitney. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Cody, and Jimmy. Welcome to the Undercard, everybody. It is officially episode 298. We are uh, Tuesday, March 5th, Tuesday, March 5th of 2019, and uh, we're going to start off the program by giving our good friend, uh, co-host, Cody Stamen, congratulations on winning at UFC 235 against Alejandro Perez, and uh, he won by uh, decision over uh, three rounds. you know, we're going to let him talk for himself next week. Next week is Lasagna Tuesday. It's how we celebrate his wins. Rochelle goes and makes her lasagna. <clears throat> he gets to uh, enjoy his his wins for a little bit. And um, we'll let him discuss more about the fight in UFC 235 uh, next week. So what we're going to do is talk about what the rest of the show was doing. It sucks. It was the second year in a row that Cody had fought in Las Vegas when the Arnold was going on. And unfortunately, I haven't figured out a way to be in two places at once. But one day I'm going to figure that out. But So the Arnold uh, 2019 version happened this past week. And a lot of people are still kind of confused what the Arnold is. I, I realized that as I was talking to people. So the Arnold is like a collection of events that happen. It started off as a bodybuilding contest in 1989 um, in Columbus and now has grown into so many events. I don't know the exact number of events, but it spreads across all of Columbus, many different venues where it started off just as a bodybuilding one day contest in one building. Now multiple venues there's an expo. These expos are like the the best way I can describe it is it's like the auto show for cars here in Detroit. It's that for fitness down in Columbus. So we were down there. Um, we did less events this year than we did the year before, but um, the events were amazing. It starts off for us on the hand combat side, Troy Speakman puts together a great charity event called Guns and Hoses, which is a amateur boxing uh, cops first um, firefighters to raise money uh, for the local unions, and that that kicks off the first night of hand combat on Thursday, and then it went in into Friday, which was uh, MMA. And that was Iron Tiger, who we've now worked with for, I think, about a year. 
and Iron Tiger puts on a quality show. And that was in a totally different venue. The Guns and Hoses was where the pro boxing was going to happen, which was in like the Ohio State Fairgrounds. And then Express Live, which is a little concert venue, uh, downtown Columbus, was where the MMA happened. And that happened on Friday night. There was also weigh-ins Friday morning at the uh, host hotel. And then on Saturday night, it went to pro boxing and uh, hell of a card. It was co-promoted by uh, DeBella Entertainment, Troy Speakman. It was match made by uh, Dennis Turner and Troy Speakman. And that happened, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, at the Vanovich Center, also on the Ohio State fairgrounds so it's kind of when we were driving through the parking lots it kind of reminds me of exactly what fairgrounds are it looked like there were some bleachers roller coasters look like livestock some sometime during the year they use it for the that purpose um the reason boxing had to go there is that they had what i would consider one of the better cards i've seen in the midwest and maybe Maybe the best card I've seen in the Midwest in a long time. Uh, someone pointed out to me, a colleague of me, mine pointed out to me that seven or eight of those fights would have been main events in Michigan. And that was seven or eight fights that weren't main events down in Columbus. The card had, I, I think at the end of the day, it was 11, 12, or 13 fights. Uh, but the big... Uh, News was a, a big heavyweight from New Zealand, Junior Fa, who stands six foot five, uh, big guy, and super nice, super marketable, was on display. And the reason that's important is as uh, Miller, Joshua, Wilder, and um, who am I missing there? Fury um, kind of go through and try to figure out. <clears throat> The next few years, you have a marketable heavyweight prospect that is ready to step in there, has the size, and he put on a heck of a show, winning by uh, TKO in the first round. Looks very powerful. Uh, Looks like he has a good team. And like I said, marketable. And, you know, undefeated. So as the other heavyweights play this thing out and there's a million different scenarios of, way, of ways it could play out uh, we see the Deontay Wilder has a date at the Barclay Center but it doesn't look like it's going to be Tyson Fury uh, Miller um, could be quickly erased from this scene if Joshua walks through Miller quickly uh, so the heavyweight division has a lot of cool possibilities now and I wrote this in, on fightnews.com when I covered it in Columbus. It's kind of fun. I mean, when's the last time you're talking pre-Klitschko's that we've had an opportunity to be excited about the heavyweight division? And a guy like Junior Fa has an ability to like grow over two years and then somehow find himself in this mix. Uh, it's been a long time, and heavyweight boxing still has the excitement, still has the the allure, and so what you have is 
the ability to bring up other stars as these four people that are currently in the spotlight continue to compete for the spotlight. So that's that's the thing I, I took away from Columbus is that there's probably some more heavyweights out there and these other heavyweights um, are going to hopefully continue the success of the heavyweight division that uh, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua have have brought, and obviously Tyson Fury after his last performance. And it's it's the post Klitschko era, and it's a little bit more exciting, and people are starting to recognize these guys' names. And so, look for Junior Fa down the road. You know, see see what happens. I mean, he could quickly get into the mix, actually. Because what what could possibly happen is you could um, you could basically have a situation in which oh let's say uh, the the Wilder fight versus Fury doesn't happen. Um, Junior Fa is not too far away from being in that mix and being talked about as an opponent. Um, same colleague of mine said international appeal, the guys from New Zealand. So we got to see him up close, personal at the Arnold. Um, this was by far, since we've been part of the Arnold, the best boxing card that we have seen. Every fight was good. Um, it was streamed on CBS and, you know, it was just competitive. It was a good hand combat weekend. Um, the expo floors changed since we started going there and you know not to sound like an old man or you know reminisce about nostalgia but when we used to walk through the expo floor it was kind of neat sports that you wouldn't ever go see you would walk by them and you'd you'd observe them for a little bit and you know, it's gotten so big that some of those things that we used to walk by and observe, we noticed were way out on the outskirts like we were boxing. So it was on at the Ohio fairgrounds and other places like that. So what you had was this thing's grown so much. I mean, we were able to walk past and see that foosball is now incorporated Um but I remember the first year being able to walk past fencing, dance, cheerleading on the expo floor, uh, gymnastics we saw. Now the expo floor is just like a marketing tool. But I also remember back then it was a lot easier to get the free stuff that they used to give away. And I used to give it to my much healthier friends and my, my athlete friends. Now they make you work for it. The lines are a lot longer. It seemed... Like a lot less celebrities this year, at least the ones that were advertised, Rochelle could fiddle in. But it seems like in years past, there's been, I don't know, like 20 or 25 listed. I I, I don't think there was that many listed. And if you um, are there for celebrities, that was probably not a good year. Robert Irvine was there. Um the celebrity chef. Uh, but last year, Ronda Rousey, just fresh off announcing that she would be WWE, was there. Um, we saw Randy Couture uh, at the Hilton Hotel Bar, and he was signing somewhere. But Randy Couture's been there every year. I think we've been there. And so what you have is 
little bit of changing, but I still do recommend if you're in fitness to go down to the Arnold and check it out. I mean, the money that these companies put forward in marketing fitness is just unbelievable. And, you know, somewhere along 1980 when Jane Fonda put out a workout tape, the whole thing was changed forever. And we all know Abflex. We all know everything that ever came after. Imagine every little kind of invention that you can imagine in fitness being on display. You have your vitamins, you have your supplements, and then you also have the people that are selling stuff. Uh, we Rochelle got hurt, we think, which I mean, allegedly, from a massage product um, that was like really, really, really like kind of violent, shook your muscles and and but our friend Greg loved it and went home and ordered it right away. And so it's just like a massage product. And there's this massage product we've seen there every year since we started going there where it electrocutes the muscles. I've sat and done that one. That one, I I don't know if it helps, but I, I do tell you it's like getting shocks and uh, shocking yourself. And somehow it's supposed to twitch your muscle or um, make your muscles feel better. But they were there still. But um, we've seen a lot of companies come and go. And just I don't know if they're still out there. But I can imagine what it costs to have a floor space, have the marketing, do the samples, have all the promo people there. I mean, sometimes there's like nine or ten promo people just working one booth. Uh, the ones that have been there every year, the sweet sweat one, which is, uh, <coughs> where they have a guy jump roping or a girl jump roping and they rub, uh, the stuff on it and you, you can see through, uh, thermal vision that there's, they're sweating a little bit more. And so when they're sweating a little bit more, uh, you see it and it, it's supposedly working. This is the first year I think we've seen a lazy guy though. This, this guy seemed to like skip rope for a little bit. He was good at skipping rope, but then he quit for a little bit. We've been there before where I remember seeing a girl like not stop for like a long time as we were waiting for something. And this guy seemed like he'd skip for a little bit, act like he needed more rubbed on. So he was, he was taking some, some time off more than he probably should but i mean hey that, that's more exercise than i can do rochelle any other companies that you know that have been there every year bangs new bangs have been the last three years but they were the main sponsors i don't know what bang is it tastes delicious it's like a pre-workout drink maybe or, or a half red bull half i don't know what it is but it's good um, um beast is there every year bsn I, I don't remember yeah so bsn's been there every Rivalous, year rogue Right. Um, I don't know. I didn't bring the thing. Uh, but like little companies are there every year, like the Flex Comics. Right. Um, but they have a very small booth and uh, they sell like workout apparel, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Like, like shirts. Yeah. With uh, like uh, pop culture characters. See, he's he's kind of got something cool going on. Now... The other shirt companies on the floor, I don't know how they make money. I'm not talking they all look that, the same. Uh, yeah, I'm not talking about the <clears throat> the ones that have Arnold licensing. No, they all look um, the same. They all look like you could just be like, oh, I'm going to put this 
uh, this quote on this T-shirt and make it in a different color than the guy mm-hmm. next to me. And we were talking. Uh, to they had some ugly workout pants for girls, though. Yeah, that, that's the one thing you see at the Arnold. You typically see trends. Those, like, are, those I, things with the with the squishy like fabric where it's all crunched together, right? It was, so you'll see that it was out. horrible. Like I remember, like leggings not being big, and then just now, shit, blue jeans aren't big for girls. I mean, it's like I remember I own seeing more that. Leggings. At, right, I remember seeing that at the Arnold way before seeing it. Like you kind of see what people would wear. I know what you're talking about. The little the little uh, pockets that are like squishy. They weren't like, even pockets. They're just there. But it's got to be tough to stay in that market. It's so competitive, so much money that goes into it. So much product is given away. Well, and the like, the price points on them aren't good. I mean, I'm not going to go and spend $40 on a sports bra just because I like the, the color of it. Right. Because you don't, you really don't know that brand and how it's going to fit, if it's going to support you the way you need. It's just... Forty dollars is ridiculous. There was a, a a group of guys that we had on the show. They're not there no more. I don't even remember what their website was. It was two brothers. They gave me a hoodie. It was like an information. Yeah, like like website, like sort Facebook of thing. for working out or something yeah. like that. I mean, you just see so many of them come and go. I can't imagine, like I said, being able to stay on top of that. Now, Bang is everywhere now. <clears throat> um, so. Last year was the first time I ever had bang. It was so easy to get it. So what you did is you walked by a girl with a cooler, and she just handed them to you. They were off by um, well, one Josh of the entrances. And, Josh and Tab probably got it because they showed their um, the stuff that they got. They made it like a little picture of everything, and they probably had like six cans of bang that they had got free this year. Yeah, that's pretty impressive because this year they were in the and they middle were only there of the one floor. day. They were only there one day too. Yeah, so this year they were in the middle of the floor, much bigger space. And every year there's like a spring break booth, and this year it was bang, where it's just like music, they DJs, have dancers. dancers, and then just people like yelling to get an aluminum can thrown at them. So. I didn't get free bang except at party for the pros. Those were free there. So that was cool because once again, bang was sponsoring it. I can't imagine what it costs to sponsor something called party with the pros. Um, but, uh, you know, it was neat. The president of the Arnold was there and, uh, just to talk with him briefly about the party of the pros. It was cool. So, but that's kind of wrapping up the Arnold. As is, like I said, the best boxing event that we've been a part of down there. Um, I know Troy and the Arnold are continuing to keep this momentum going. Uh, Next year, the planning's already started. Um, The number one complaint that I heard, so I I decided to go on uh, complaints, um, uh, was lifts and Ubers. Uh, people had difficulties getting lifts and Ubers down in Columbus. We never took a Lyft or Uber, so I don't know. That year. was the number one complaint. Um, the number two complaint. What was the number two complaint? 
And it was once again not an infrastructure thing. It was just kind of like, well, oh, um, they used to have more shuttles or something. So I guess that might have been an infrastructure thing. And um, I don't know where they shuttle people from. It's like some exit far away. But I tell you, parking gets like $40 down there. Well, here's my thing. So you, as soon as you walk into the expo center and even when you're in the expo area itself, but even in the outskirts of it inside the building, okay, you're dealing with all fitness people. And what are, the, what are their food choices? Proteins. No. It's still oh, like junk food. No, you're okay. I'm not talking you, the stuff at this at the vendors. I thought you meant what they want. No, it's all still junk food. Yeah, but they're not going to change it just for one weekend. They have other. I'm not stuff talking going about outside. Them. I'm talking inside the expo. Well, itself. you could do. Yeah, what you could do is like temporary food licenses and have food trucks or something. We caught shit weather this year too. Uh, Sunday was a blizzard. Um, it was never warm. Every year it's been something something different, but it is the Midwest. It is Columbus, but um, I don't know. It just it seemed kind of different. I think because it was so spread out. Um, the expo we were really only at on Sunday, for like a couple hours for a couple hours, which is good because it didn't tire me out for the rest of the week. Um, but there's nothing. I mean. I didn't even feel part of the the Arnold really <coughs> until I guess it was that Sunday maybe. But still, we didn't. I don't feel like we saw enough of the other activities going on because they're so spread out. If you look at that map, right? Like we we missed so Sorry, much. I'm yawning because it's, it's still tired from it. It's 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 unbelievable. And then you said they added how many events this year? Um, they added probably about ten or twelve. First year we're there, we're watching we're the nicest Red Roof Inn hotel in the fucking world where we uh, sometimes stay. It's the uh, Red Roof Inn Plus Plus. Oh, yeah, Plus Plus. I mean, it's like a four-star fucking hotel. You wouldn't even think it's a, a Red Roof Inn. And they had a channel dedicated to the Arnold and the Arnold story, and you, and you listen to it, and it was just on loop as we were getting ready one time. And they said that they were going to only add one event – Per year, mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's smart. Well, if the only and then one, Rochelle no, says they that added they one. added a ton. We were watching professional foosball players. The on only Sunday. people drinking beer while they were competing. Well, we don't know that. There's probably other stuff. Well, openly drinking beer. There was many, many empty bottles. I mean, around. is bowling a part of it? No. Well, it find a find a bowling alley. Add bowling next year. Do do that too. We're going to go to our first break. When we come back, I'm just going to recap a couple things. And then this uh, show would be called The March to 300. We are two episodes away from hitting a monumental 300. 299 is Lasagna Tuesday. We're going to get Cody, his brother, uh, as fat as we can on uh, lasagna next week. And then um, after 300, we're celebrating six years just around the corner. Big guests lined up for our 300th show. Um, I'm talking probably some of the biggest names in boxing. I, I need to work on the MMA side a little bit. 
and uh, kind of balance it out to keep Cody interested and Jimmy interested. And uh, we'll go to our first break, and we'll be back. And like I said, this is just a revised, hey, we are still alive. Don't put us on a milk carton show. You're listening to The Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. Welcome back to The Undercard, episode 298. So, uh was going through some news stories that I thought were pretty funny. And uh, lately I've been kind of going after people on Instagram or Instagram models and stuff like that or, or people that think their lives are so cool on social media. But JetBlue wants you to delete your Instagram photos for free flights. Um, so the story went, um, have you ever wanted to delete your social media, forge a new identity, start over, and travel the world? Maybe that's the reasoning behind JetBlue's newest contest, which asks people to give up what they hold most dear, their Instagram photos. In exchange, three lucky winners will win a year of free flights on JetBlue. There are a few other hoops budding travel influencers, uh, budding travel influencers need to jump through as well after you delete all your Instagram photos, thereby stripping yourself of all the prestige of the person you once were. You need to upload a special JetBlue branded image and tag it with all you can jet sweepstakes. I like that. That's funny because there's people out there that won't do it. They'll be like, I ain't giving up my Instagram for a contest. But um, neat marketing by JetBlue. Not too not too shabby. Um Apparently, Instagram is bigger than Facebook now. Um, I just put pictures of my hats on Instagram, and it's an inside joke between me and a friend. And it it gets followers, which is funny. But, um, Rochelle, what do you think? How many people? I mean, you could technically get around it, by the way. You could probably save your yeah, pictures you save your and upload I mean, it, right, once you don't win the contest. But a year of free flights just to not be yourself for a little bit on Instagram is kind of kind of a neat little uh, uh, shindig. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about since we've not been here in a while is it's not like the country's any safer right now. Um, a lot going on with the country, politics, whatever side you're on. I don't understand, and it goes to the social media thing. Even if you are side A or you're side B or you're in the middle, I don't understand how there's not more alarm of what's going on with our country. I don't care what side you're on. That there is just like... Uh, because people are narcissistic. Plain and simple. Well, Neil Young, who is a Canadian, once wrote probably the most true line. Keep on rocking in a free world where if it doesn't apply to me, hey, you know, just keep, you know, keep on going. But take take a second and, and, and scope out. If you want to eliminate Fox News and you want to eliminate CNN, that's fine. Go to NPR. Go to some of the sites that are, are a little bit more neutral and just read what's kind of going on. We have a president that I am going to make a Kid Vegas prediction right now. He will be impeached. The impeachment's coming. Now, whether um, 
you know, he's found guilty of it. Um, you know, I, I don't know, but it's coming. Uh, you have a long, drawn-out investigation process that's going to happen in the House of Representatives. Mind you, uh, the world's not a safer place. There's just no way it's a safer place. And nobody's talking about it. Just out there. I, 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 I just kind of go on social media occasionally and just see what people are talking about. And you got, you got some people are like, oh, side A and side B. And remember, it's not about taking sides here. It's about getting along. And I talked with Janet from Source uh, Books, which is located in Midtown, just down the street from us. And uh, we got on a brief conversation um, just about, you know, people don't, seek out information anymore like they used to seek out information and people don't read necessary uh i i don't want to say it's necessary um works but people don't seek out information to make decisions anymore they have decisions and then seek out the information that supports the decisions they've already made and one of my proudest accomplishments as an individual, regardless of what side you're on, is that I was on one side and I made a complete 360 and ended up on the other side. And I honestly think that's one of my most proud achievements, even being a college grad and everything. I just think that somewhere along the lines, I opened myself up to listening to both sides and making an educated decision. Now, the funny thing is I still am very neutral. And then people think I'm not neutral because I like to talk topics that are controversial. But if we can't talk controversial subjects, I mean, if we can't have debate, healthy debates, uh, nonviolent protest, um, then I don't know where our country's headed anyways. But this last three weeks... Since we've been on, um, we've had a <laughs> Judiciary Committee. Uh, we've had uh, Michael Cohen's testimony. Uh, we've had now the big thing is the president's security clearance for his son-in-law and his daughter that he uh, – there might have been some conflicts there and he pushed it through even though um, the institutions uh, maybe – we're against it and this thing is such a mess it's just it's very disappointing not to hear people talking about it and we drive by a college campus every day to get to the studio and the one thing that i thought was very interesting the other day that i was thinking about is that the 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 social and political climate is pretty unique right now we probably might never see this again, and this, and and then some people say that this might be the, uh, the farewell tour for America. They honestly think that that, that this is like the last go round of a great country. But I remember social protest when I was in college in the nineties about lesser stuff. I remember people with signs not to get into 
debates on stuff that wasn't even considered to be changed. Prime example. I remember people, and I don't, once again, I'm not taking sides here. I remember people carrying signs scared that Roe vs. Wade was going to get overturned. There was no chance that that was going to get overturned in the 90s, but there was people that marched on college campuses that I went to about that or talked about it or were concerned about that. Now, fast forward to a national emergency declared, a wall. I don't, and we drive, like I said, past a college campus every day. I do not see any social movements, social protests at a college level, and that scares the shit out of me. I don't think this generation coming up gives a damn about much. And social media, uh, you know, MySpace obviously bought the ingredients, but Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook cooked it. And for whatever reason, Facebook became huge. And then from Facebook, you have Snapchat, Instagram. Um, I see it in people that we hang around with at events. I see them post on Snapchat. From Snapchat, go to Instagram. From Instagram, then go to Facebook. And this takes a process of like 20 seconds to do all this posting. And they kind of miss out on the moment. I'm really scared about this generation coming up. And then my son is the generation behind it. And I'm not sure about that generation either. Uh, Rochelle, back me up here. I, I remember smaller. I'm not saying. I'll back up. I'm not saying the Roe versus Wade thing is a small thing. But I'm saying there was no chance of that ever being changed back then. And I remember people protesting that it might be changed. Now things are changing. Quite often, we got national security and stuff. We pass campuses all day. I don't see it. It's kind of concerning. It no, really they're is. Lazy. I want to say you're, they're all lazy, but like no, but for the, I mean, where's the young Republican Party? Where's the young Democrat Party? Where are these people? And where is um, the the climate? And you watch news. And at I night. won't. I, I'm going to just say that they're probably in the bigger universities. It could that be. we don't see. Could be. Could very well be. You know, uh, a lot of these kids are just commuters from the suburbs. That's true. So I often I often think, though, that, you know, I I wonder I wonder about that. uh, What what are 21, 22 year olds right now? What are they considered? That generation generation Z or I have no idea. I'm a little concerned about those guys. Like, I I really I really am. Like, uh, I wonder if we could like do a game where we randomly call um, that generation, I wonder how many of them would know how many years left the president has on his term. I would wonder how many people would know who the vice president is. I always am fascinated by that one because I think a lot of people would get that wrong. Mm -hmm. And then I wonder, which was mandatory, by the way, mandatory when we went to school. That's, you had to know who was third in charge in case the president or vice president. I bet you no one knows. Like you ask that generation, they'd be like, I don't know. We have another election, right? No, wrong. Like I, I really think 
I, I'm not putting a lot of faith in this generation. And then I watch news at night. It's my favorite thing to do, and it's so depressing. It's the same thing over and over, but I can't get enough of it. I know, and that's why I can't. Yeah, but I can't get enough of it. We're watching history, people. Like, I don't care what side of history you're on. We are watching history as we speak. That Michael Cohen thing, not only could I not listen to it enough, not could I only not watch it enough. I was going to say, did you actually watch it? Yeah, you I did. watch it live. I did. Uh, <coughs> disrupted my whole effing day. I know. Um, that's unbelievable. Here's a guy going away for prison for lying. Who's then brought back to testify again, this time telling the truth. And then it became, I love this term, like a kangaroo court against him. (laughs) God, I love that kangaroo court. Uh, Against him. And really nothing productive came out of it except he might have given them some avenues of where to look if they are looking to investigate more. Well, he was flat out dropping names what's he got to lose nothing now seriously at this point he has nothing to lose he's going away for three freaking years um but that's history like the watergate um things a lot of it was behind closed doors and i wasn't around back then well yeah even but but yeah because we didn't have the outlets that we have now but you know now we do and I would say, I mean, I don't want to be not fair to a generation, but here we go again. I bet you a lot of that generation didn't watch this. They probably didn't even know what was going on. They probably don't know who he is. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like, you know, um, and it, whether you believe him or not, you know, I can't say this enough. I'm not getting into politics. It's just we're witnessing history right now. Everything that's happening now is going to change our country forever. And I do have some scared thoughts about it. And, you know, regardless of whether or not you think the president is guilty of crimes or misdemeanors, high crimes or misdemeanors or, or whatever, we're pretty divided as a nation. You see it when you watch award shows. You see it when you watch um, any form of news. We're very divided. And and my my one concern about everything is that no matter who gets in – and, and, and the, let me tell you, like the stove was getting warm when President Obama was in there because President Obama, people would be like, oh, we should impeach him because he's doing this or doing that. Impeachable offenses should be so rare, you know, and an impeachment shouldn't be because you don't like the guy that's in there, but it should be in there to to take back power from somebody that doesn't want to give up power. And my one concern is that when Trump declared a national emergency because the House and the Senate, well, now you have kind of like if a Democrat gets in there and he doesn't get his way, 
what's he going to probably do? Maybe it's a national emergency again and you pass the law. I, I, I just kind of see like how many times democracy can you remember out? the government being shut down? For that long? I, I remember the government being shut down probably three or four times in my lifetime, but that long? Hell no. And, you know, it's an afterthought. We live in as quick as the news can get to us. You know, yesterday Luke Perry died. Did I say it right? Luke Perry? Yes. Is that his name? Yesterday Luke Perry died, but today he's probably not even on the top ten bullet points. And we just move so quick now, you know, um, for that that stuff. Yesterday Joe Louis Arena, we found out when it's getting tore down. Like, but now today it's not news. So, like, those those things we just move at a much faster pace. But um, I just had to comment on it because we we've had an avenue avenue over six years to to talk about stuff, and I don't like to alienate my uh, audience by any means. But we are witnessing history. I don't care what side you're on of history. Um, but what I am concerned about is this generation. And maybe social media just messed up everything. Maybe it just messed up freaking everything. And uh, years from now, maybe sociology, the way I learned it in school, will be totally different. And it will have a different moniker. And it will deal with um, social media. I mean, because, Rochelle, how many people do we know that think they're friends with people? Because they're friends with them on Facebook. Oh, everybody. Okay. But how how many people on your Facebook friends do you talk with? That I actually, well, I'm, I think I'm a little out of the norm because I really don't talk to anybody. I do. Right. That's what I'm saying. I think 15 I'm, out I'm of, the wrong person. 15 out of 500. Let's say I have 500 friends. I don't know if I do. I might have 1,000. I might have 5,000. I probably talk to 15. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's why it really, you know, we were really down about Michael Reiser. I could probably away. say like five. Uh, Michael Reiser was a good friend. Not including my family members on there. Okay. Uh, Michael Reiser was a guy I talked to every day. I talked mm-hmm. to Cody. I talked to Jimmy. I talked to you. But realistically, it's 15. So what's the study of sociology? It's a st- study of society and how they interact with each other. That's all changed. That's the, that's my freaking Jack White Lazarado album playing backwards. You realize that that sociology is now totally different because people think that that's communication. They think those friendships are real. They vent like a diary, dude. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. And post stuff they shouldn't 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 at all stuff. I would never, ever think of keep that. In your own pocket. Right. If 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 Eesh. the HEPA law protects you <laughs> There's from, a reason. from non-disclosure of something. Yeah. There's a reason. Why does it end up on your feed? I have no effing clue. On all of your social media right. feeds. It almost is like you were arrested by the cops and like you have a right to remain silent. Well, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> like you just I don't. Every day I'm amazed. Something gets posted every day where I'm like amazed, amazed, amazed. My favorite Banksy thing, and I'll leave you guys with this, is a boy that's crying. And above him, you see the reason he's crying. And there's no hearts, no thumbs up, and no comments. And 
um, Banksy or the group known as Banksy kind of have been ripping on social media and people's um, interactions for quite some time. I will tell you this. Everybody that I um, consider a friend, I talk to. I, I, I make time and I, I talk to him as a friend. Uh, Rochelle laughs at it because we kind of like gossip like girls sometimes. But I, don't I laugh do, at it. I think it's cute. But that's how I communicate. That's how I grew up. What my dad did for a living, that's how I was taught. Things were done through communication this way. Um, second form of communication is email. Email to me is like text messaging with my business buddies. And it's a way I can go back and confirm stuff we've said. Third is text messaging. I really don't like to text. And then fourth, the final is social media. And that's, I mean, it's not even on my phone right now. It's on my iPad. And so when I have the iPad out, I'm on social media. But when I have my phone out, I'm not on social media. And it feels great. The only reason I, because I only really talk through Messenger is to send like you funny stuff or um, I play games on it. I don't do the games. Um, I love games. But I will say this, that uh, if there is an advantage to social media, even a show as disorganized and dysfunctional as the undercard, we have groups that it allows us just to communicate all at once and it's not a group text and... You can shut it off for a day if it's going nuts and, you know, we get to rip on Jimmy behind his back or in front of his face on social media. So it's fun. (laughs) But other than that (coughs) and the occasional, a good friend of mine when I was a kid, um, his mom passed away. I don't believe I would have known his mom passed away. I don't read the obituaries. That's the other advantage, I think, of social media. Exactly. Um, keeping you in touch for the right reasons. And Facebook was trying to do that. I think, was it last Super Bowl or last summer? They ran a commercial where they said, we're going to try to get back to what Facebook was intended for, connecting people for the right reasons. And what they were having to deal with was the backlash that Facebook was so politically involved in that election that it was a good commercial, but I don't think anything's changed on Facebook. Um, you know, I, I don't know what determines what goes on a feed, and, and it, 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 it's just a mess. It really is. It's just like, um, if you vague book, I think you're fucking ridiculous. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Where if you post that something so vague... That somebody has to comment and go, what do you mean under it? You're a fucking idiot. I'm just telling you that right now. If you if you want to say something, say it fucking loud and clear so that everybody knows what you're talking about. Don't vague book it just to get attention, pads on back, or have that person go, oh, I'm sorry. I must have hurt your feelings. Don't fucking vague book. Dude, you're, you're a keyboard warrior at fucking best. I, as a real journalist, have to put my fucking name on top of everything I fucking write. And I am a target by everybody once I fucking do that. Facebook with this vague booking and the way you can post anonymously and stuff, fucking cowards, dude. That's the other part that I'm a little concerned about this generation. They might be a little weak. They might they might be some some cowards in there. I want this generation to prove me wrong. 
I really do. That's coming up. I'm talking the 18 to 21s, 22 year olds. And then my son's generation, I don't even know. Uh, you mix in video games that we couldn't even imagine as a kid. You know what I'm saying? You know, my, my son got mad that his beats only lasted like a year and a half. And, uh, he, uh, used his beats every f and day the you know you know the thing with the uh, the beats is which i don't understand because he told me iphone now owns beats is that you you charge beats one time it lasts forever like five weeks from now it still had battery and you could listen so my son listened to beats all the time and they finally broke and it it was like a year and a half and he's like well is the warranty still good no because the warranty is only a manufacturer warranty of a year when we were a kid, this is a true story. I had uh, a Simon that had batteries, and just from hitting it too hard, that dee do 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 dee do, and you know, like you try to do it fast, that thing lasted a week, and it was like, well, it freaking lasts a week. These kids expect way too much. I think headphones that used as much as my son used, lasting a year and a half. I think that's a technological. That would be like us thinking. Our new car that we just bought was going to last forever. Things break down. It wasn't like the kid didn't use them. <laughs> well, the, but the other thing is, is that knowing that when they're at that age and that still rough with their with their toys, you know, the amount of money that is invested in those things is kind of ridiculous. And See, these kids are so used to having all that that. You know, it's just expected. And well, I thought Beats were overpriced, and then I wore them. A was impressed by the battery. B was impressed by how yes, well they sound. As an adult, and I was like, "These are the greatest as an things adult, ever." But these, the kids, they're still like I said, they're rough. They just throw them around. They don't have the respect for that kind of money that is invested in something like that. Right. I read the average computer lasts eight months. Oh my god! Right. Unless it's a Mac. Well, I don't know about that. Mine, mine lasted like seven years. <laughs> but we're going to wrap up the show because it's that time to wrap up the freaking show. We are going to be back next week. It is Lasagna Tuesday. Cody Stamen has earned it. He continues his rise in UFC. We'll talk about everything from his weight cut to partying to having his face on the Las Vegas Strip for his after party. And all the good stuff that happens. Uh, I, I know him. I know Cody. I know him. I know Cody. I know Cody. Win Cody win is our motto here at the undercard. Uh, so we'll see everybody uh, next week, and we're gonna try to. We're gonna get what is uh, we're gonna give it the old college effort next week. Not the, not this kind of college effort, but more like the university college effort. Yeah, the old. Uh, college effort. All right, we'll see everybody next week. Take care. Bye.